You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. Ed Graney is gone, going out to the Raiders practice facility to listen to Josh McDaniels a couple days before the season gets started in L.A. against the Chargers. Um, we'll get into that in a second, but here's here's what I want to do. Danny's in today for Jared. Been in all week. So we saw the first Thursday night game of the year. It was Bill's Rams, Super Bowl champion versus Super Bowl favorite. I'm going to give you the rest of the Thursday night games. You give me a scale of 1 to 10, how good you think that matchup is. So okay. week two, Chargers at Chiefs. I think that's probably an 8, maybe a 9. 9 out of 10. Week three, Steelers at Browns. Uh, three and a half. I'm giving that a 5. Uh, week four, Dolphins at Bengals. That could actually be pretty good. I would say like seven and a half. Wow, way too optimistic. That's a five. Two non-playoff teams. <laughs> Week five, Colts at Broncos. That could be a fun one. I'll go six and a half. Depends on how good the Broncos are in the first four weeks of the season. If they suck, it's a three. If the Broncos are actually good, actually legitimately good, it's a seven. Uh, week six, here we go. Commanders at Bears. Let's do it. I'm all for chaos. Let's go. No, that's a one. Come on. Let's go. Nobody wants to watch that. I don't even think I have a fantasy player on either of those teams. I do not. Who would just Terry McLaurin versus Darnell Mooney? Is that what you're doing? David Montgomery, I guess, would be on there. Or uh, Cole Komet. Oh, yeah. Tight end position kind of sucks. All right. Week seven, Saints at Cardinals. Like six and a half. Ten out of ten. Jameis, 10 10. Jameis against Kyler Murray. Oh, 10 out of 10. And what, wait, what week is that? Week seven. They'll that's both, like, they'll that's both like right when, that's right when Kyler does. Oh, Call of Duty. That's week. right. Yeah. So oh, even more reason to and watch. They have the, they have the in season, uh, not, uh, hard knocks. Even more reason to watch. Call of Duty comes out. It'll be great. All right. Week eight Ravens at Bucks. Oh, that'll be fun. Ravens at Bucks. I'll go. A seven. Nine out of ten. Great matchup. Week nine, Eagles at Texans. Ugh, that'll be a two and a half. <laughs> I'll go to two and a half. Uh, depends on how the Eagles are through that season. I think two is the right number. But uh, if Jalen Hurts is really fun, that could that could make it just gen- genuinely fun. I was going to say, would Eagles being bad or good make the game better? Bad would make the actual game better, right? If the Eagles are like two and six going into that, Eagles being good would make me more interested to watch it because Jalen Hurts being fun could be a lot of fun. All right, week 10, Falcons at Panthers. I'll go four. It's a little high. I'm going to go two. Maybe if the Falcons are starting Desmond Ritter for the first time, but otherwise, what am I watching? Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Drake London, Christian McCaffrey's backup. Uh, week 11, Titans at Packers. That could be a fun one. I'll go six and a half. It's a five. Week 13, Bills at Patriots. I'll go four and a half. It's exactly what we just saw last night. That's a two. Blowout, Bills I, win by a lot. But wait, what week is that? 13. 13. So we're talking probably early December, late November. Uh, yes, that is uh, December 1st. Could we get another one of those garbage snow games that they had too last early, year? Too early in December. 45 rushing attempts. I think it's too early. All right. Which, by the way, I would like more. Week 14, <laughs> Raiders at Rams. 
I'll go to seven and a half. Ten out of ten, the loser of that game will be out of the playoffs. That is going to no. be a lose and out scenario. Rams no, suck. Not Too bad offensive 14. lines. There's only four games left in the season for them. Yeah. Losers out. Uh, week 15, 49ers at Seahawks. Um, It dep- depends on how the Niners are doing. After the Rams lose to the Raiders and get eliminated from the playoffs, their 49ers will be in the postseason. But do they have Trey Lance <laughs> or Jimmy G going for them? Yeah. We'll go, we'll go with five. Me too. Five as well. All right. Here's the fun one. Week 16, right? Two games left in the season or three games left in the season for everybody. Jags at Jets. Ooh. <laughs> what do you mean? Ooh. Ooh. Those two teams are going to have a combined five wins. Yeah, but Travis Entienne is on my fantasy and he's going to go nuts that game. So I'm going to say a four. All right. That gets a two. Um, the only interest is losing to get a higher draft pick. And then the last Thursday night game of the year, Cowboys at Titans. I'll go with six. It's a nine loser out of the playoffs. Really? You so, think so? Because lo- Cowboys will be right there with the Eagles. Titans will probably be a wild card level team. You don't think Cowboys can get that if they don't win the division? You, Well, Eagles or Cowboys, really, you don't think they would get one of the wild cards? They probably will, but not if they lose to the Titans in the second to last game of the year. Get them out of here. All right. So there's your Thursday night games, which are actually better than I expected. Yeah. There's only a couple duds. Yeah. There's we some... only had one one, I think you said. Yeah. Jags and Jets is pretty bad into the year. Niner Seahawks could be bad. Falcons, Panthers, not good. Um, and then Commanders, Bears. Those are really like if you go through this, those are the only games where you're not going to have playoff level teams in them. Do you think Amazon told the NFL like, Probably. Hey, we take over Thursday, but yeah. you have to give us something worth watching. Absolutely. Because it <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty much been like NFL network type games, right? Yeah. Like they'll sometimes be on NBC, but it's usually like, Oh, it's on NFL network. So who cares? But yeah, yeah. if you're going to sell it, Amazon primes, you're like, all right, you gotta give me something they, here. They need to bring back the, uh, the dual, um, the dual broadcast when they did it on TV and they did it on Twitter. They should well, do that again. Now they sold it to Amazon Prime. So, yeah. So now, because that's the other part is you have to, if you don't already have Amazon Prime, you have to pay right. to watch all the Thursday night games, which means you're not, you know, next week is a good one. Chiefs Chargers. People are going to be like, oh, I got to watch Chief Chargers. So I'll get Prime. But, you know, if they started off with Commanders Bears. People would be like, mm, I'll pass. How and many wouldn't watch it? How many people are going to make new email accounts to set up the, uh, the free trial? trials? That's what you got to do the free. <laughs> did they do seven day trials? I I believe so. Yeah. If you're Amazon Prime, you got to cancel that. during Because I've season. signed up for seven day trial just for Prime for shipping because I didn't want to wait like a week. So I set up for free <laughs> shipping next day and then I canceled it as soon as I got my package. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen a lot. Uh, I would assume oh, I, so. I thought about doing it for uh, for Peacock, I think. Uh, they do do seven-day trials. But I was looking into it, and Peacock, during their seven-day trial, doesn't let you do live sports. It's pretty smart of them. Not going to lie. It's pretty smart of them. Very smart. All right. Uh, I think the biggest question of the weekend, where will Mark Davis be on Sunday? He owns the Las Vegas Aces, and he owns the Las Vegas Raiders. On Sunday at noon, the Aces host game one of the WNBA Finals. On Sunday at 125, the Raiders play in Los Angeles against the Chargers. I'm going to say 
He's going to be here for the first half of the game. That puts him roughly at, what, 12.45, 1 o'clock? Gets a police escort to McCarran, flies his private jet to L.A. He's there by the second quarter. That's the worst idea he could possibly do. Commit to one of them. Don't, I don't think you, he will because it's opening weekend against a division rival for it's football. The finals. He's his team's gonna win a championship. I understand that, but he can also he's gonna be here for game two, obviously. He'll probably fly to Connecticut for at least one of those games. So well here here's the problem. Next Sunday would be game four right. of the WNBA finals in Connecticut at one o'clock Eastern or excuse me, one o'clock Pacific. Mm-hmm. And then the Raiders would play one twenty-five at home against the Cardinals. Ooh, does he miss the home? Yeah, he'll miss the home game. So he'll go to game two, go to Connecticut for game three, be back here for the first home game for the Raiders. That's his schedule. He's going to miss the aces win the WNBA title. They literally, they're going to win the title They'll in game win in four. four. Yeah. They're going to win the championship in game four. That's tough. He has to be there. Does if he, the does aces he are up, up Two one, he has to be there. Does he call up the WNBA and say, "Hey, I know the schedule's already <laughs> out, but you know, I own both these teams. I got to make it to both." Probably teams. he could call them, but the WNBA would say, "Listen, both of these arenas have random concerts, and we, they can't even play Game Five if it goes to five at Michelob Ultra Arena. The That's Aces true. got kicked out of their own arena for the Game Five. That's true. Ooh, so so what do you do? Do you okay. see? Your team win the championship? Yes. If the Aces are up 2-1 to one in the WNBA yes. Finals and Game 4 is the same time as the Raiders' first home opener, you have to be at the WNBA Finals. The t- your team might win a championship. You have to, if, if he's not there for Game 4, if they have a chance to win the title, if he's not there for the trophy being awarded, he should have to sell the team. <laughs> he should have to sell the team. If he's not there for the trophy being awarded... He should have to sell the team. So that one to me, that shouldn't even be a question, right? That is your team's winning a title, potentially winning a title. You have to be Now, if the aces are down two one. Okay. I still think you should be there, but all right, you're not going to win a title that day. You're hoping they force a game five and then you go to game five. But if they've got a chance to win game four next Sunday, he has to be there game one this week. I could understand an argument for both me personally. I'd be at the aces game. And I would stay for the whole thing. And then maybe that game would end at two. The Raiders start at like one forty or one twenty-five. It's maybe an I'm hour an flight. hour flight. So maybe I'm getting there at like three thirty and getting the somewhere in the third quarter. I'm probably I don't know getting how there. Close oh, that is a good point. You don't fly stadium. straight to the stadium, so that is a good point. Because you so, have a helicopter. I mean, I'm sure he can order one and have it <laughs> land right in the parking lot of the stadium. He'll see the fourth quarter. Cool. I would I would go I would prioritize the aces. 100%. Here, here's what I would do. I would be first half. I'd be courtside where he normally sits. Second half, I'm going up to one of the suites where there are TVs. Mm-hmm. That way, I'm watching the Aces, and I've got the Raiders game on my television. Right so, there. so under your game plan, he would miss the first two weeks of Raiders season. 100%. Provided there's no aces sweep. Right. I mean, if aces. they win in game three. Well, no, no. If uh, if the aces are down 2-1 going into game four, he could miss that one. 
I wouldn't, but he could miss that. Down two one. Yeah, if they're down two. If they don't have a chance to win the title in game four, he yeah. can miss it. Right. Right. Granted, team gets eliminated, and the owners watching the Rangers play the Cardinals. Eh, not ideal. But yes, under my plan, he would miss weeks one and two. He bought the aces. I, hey, they're in the finals. If they get a sweep, all this conversation's out the window. Well, they're not, having they're the parade on Saturday. Having and it on game Sunday on at the Sunday. same time. <laughs> <laughs> the parade goes to Allegiant Stadium. But that's that's what I would do. And I would watch the Raiders from the suite at the Aces game. Oh, uh, they would one hundred percent like have just do a victory lap around Allegiant and then bring the team onto the field <laughs> at halftime. Yeah, I mean, oh, WNBA champ. If the Aces win in three or four, they will be at that home opener, no doubt about it. They'll be there. Well, uh, they'll if get. They win in four. They'll if they be win at in the three, second one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If they win in three or four, they'll be at the home opener against the Cardinals. Well, not four because oh, that's four right. is same on. day. My yeah. bad. My bad. If they sweep, they will be at the home opener. Yes, and hundred percent. They'll be uh, they'll be walked onto the field, and yep. I assume so. And like, yeah, it'll be great. But yeah, he should not. Uh, he should go to the fin- WNBA finals. It's more important. Who cares if you lose to the Chargers in week one? Yeah, cares, but it's game one. Him. It's game it's game one of the finals. Yeah. Well, hey, I guess it's a good problem to have when you're an owner of two franchises. Which game should I go to? I mean, yes, that Meanwhile, would be very most fun. people are just, what channel is it on and how do I find it? Yeah. <laughs> Got to get two TVs so you can watch both of them. All right. Coming up next, we'll jump into Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. Coming up in a few minutes, about 20 minutes, we've got a uh, Porta Sub, six foot sub to give away. Cassie Soto is going to join the show in about 10 minutes. Uh, before I start yelling about baseball, um, I just realized like my best friend's birthday is tomorrow. And let me know if you think this is a good idea. He just had a baby like a month ago. He's got like a one month old baby. Okay. Me and my friend, when we were growing up, would play football in his front yard with a glow-in-the-dark football at night. Sounds awesome. Should I send him a glow-in-the-dark football and be like, hey, you and your son can play with this? He was a month old, so it's like in five years or however long it takes babies to learn how to catch. I have no idea. I would say... That's that's not a bad idea. I feel like it would, it's a good idea in five years, not right now. It would be a great idea in five years because there's also that like nostalgia factor going on. Right. For right now, m- maybe just a onesie. I think they've got a lot of clothes. Well, and the other part is I'm buying a gift for it's his birthday, and I'm buying a gift. Am I getting him a gift that's actually? For oh his yeah, kid? that's true. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a good idea, but it's five years too early. All right. Bischoff's Priest today. According to the Athletic, Major League Baseball is expected to ban the shift starting next season. Uh, They're also going to implement a pitch clock and larger bases. That is what's expected to happen. There is an MLB competition committee that will decide on these. What's funny that I learned yesterday is the MLB competition committee is 11 members. Six of them are essentially appointed by Rob Manfred and the owners. 
Four from the Players Association. One is from the Umpires Association. So effectively, anything that the owners want to do, they can do because they have a majority. And I don't understand why this isn't four from the owners in Manfred, four from the players, and then one from the umpires that would effectively be the tiebreaker if they were ever split on something. Don't understand that at all. But anything the owners and Rob Manfred want to do, they can effectively do. Now, here's the first thing. The pitch clock. Strap yourselves in. It's going to be 20 seconds with runners on base. It's going to be 15 seconds with the bases empty between pitches. However, when there's a, it's between hitters, it'll be 30 seconds. So we have three different pitch clocks already. The catcher has to be in the catcher's box with nine seconds left on the clock. The batter has to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the clock. So now we have two different times that the umpire has to be looking for to know if the catcher's there and if the batter is there. The pitcher can step off the rubber twice per plate appearance. So that's for a pickoff move or you just want to step off the rubber. After he stepped off twice, if the picker if the picker, if the pitcher tries to pick off a runner, if he successfully picks him off, there's no penalty. The runner is out. But if he tries to pick off a runner and it's his third time stepping off and the runner is safe, it will be called a balk and the runner will be awarded second base. So now you can step off twice, but actually you can step off three times if you just throw the guy out. If you don't, now it's a balk. Mound visits have a clock, 30 seconds, which these managers are going to have to be sprinting out to the mound because it takes 30 seconds for most of them to get there already. Hitters walk-up music can only be 10 seconds. Are they going to time that? Is there going to be a timer that officially says 10 seconds? Oh, yeah. If the defense, so if the pitcher, the catcher, anybody on the defense breaks one of the pitch clock rules... A ball is assessed to the count. If the hitter breaks one of the pitch clock rules, a strike will be assessed to the count. And the umpires ultimately have full discretion here of when to apply balls or strikes to the count to punish pitchers, catchers, or hitters, or I guess managers or anybody else. Did they not want to put a time limit on how long it takes for a relief pitcher to come (laughs) from the outfield? Isn't there already one? I don't know. I thought there already was one. I just remember, who was it? John Rocker, was he the one who would sprint from the bullpen? There have been a few. I think Rocker did, but yeah, there have been a few. And some people like walk or do a slow job. Well, the Nationals have the cart. The cart's great. Require the cart everywhere. So I don't hate the idea of a pitch clock, right? There are a lot of pitchers that need it because they take 45, 60 seconds between pitches. But this is way too damn confusing. Yeah, you got to do math. Right. Like, this is unbelievably confusing. There are three different clocks, depending on the scenario. Insane. The umpire then has two different times for the catcher and the batter. And they're by one second difference. Why not make them the same? the same. It's it's so unbelievably complicated that I'm like, this is not going to work. There are going to be random balls and strikes applied simply because guys don't know when they're supposed to be. They're not even going to be like intentionally breaking the rules. They're just going to be like, oh, uh, okay, didn't know that. It's way, way too complicated. Now, the other one is the shift. Ugh. So the the what the rules are expected to be on banning of the shift. So not counting the pitcher and catcher, there must be two infielders on either side of second base. So you you can still have them pinched up the middle or swung way around to the corners but they have to be on either side of second base. So you can't have your shortstop, second baseman, and first baseman all on the right side of the infield. That's not allowed anymore. And 
the four infielders, again, not including the pitcher and catcher, must be inside the outer boundary of the infield. So where the dirt meets the grass on the outside of the infield, you have to be inside that. So you can't have infielders on the grass. So that eliminates, I think the primary thing that eliminates is when you see the second baseman against a left-handed hitter, when the second baseman is out in short right field, right? That That's not going to be allowed next season if this goes through. The idea behind the pitch clock is to speed the game up. Fine, whatever. The idea behind banning the shift is to create more hits. Uh, this year, I can't remember the exact number, but this year it's the the lowest batting average on ground balls in like a hundred years or something like that because the shift is successful because teams know where somebody's going to hit the ball. So they put the fielders there. There are less ground ball singles than there have pretty much ever been in the sport. These are professional baseball players, right? Yes. Shouldn't they be able to hit to more than one place? I don't care about that. They can hit it wherever they want, right? But what I'm saying is, they're putting they're trying to ban shifts because essentially coaches are saying, "Oh, we have players that can only hit to one side and you guys are taking away hits because you're moving all of your defense to where he hits." Generally speaking, you're still more successful as a hitter just focusing on hitting it well to one spot than trying to spray it around. It's more important to hit the ball hard than it is to place it over the length of a season. Right. So if I'm a lefty and I know I can hit the ball really hard, but I'm going to pull it every single time. I should still probably do that. I should probably not be focused on trying to go the other way because I'm going to hit that 50 miles an hour off the bat and be out. But this is essentially taking away quote unquote, a weakness because you're mainly hitting it to one spot. It's essentially like in basketball, you can't force the player to go to his strong side. It is anti-intelligence is what it is. Because what we have in baseball today, defenses know where you're going to hit the ball or where you hit the ball most likely. Hell, anytime you watch a baseball game, they'll often put up a spray chart and it'll show you, hey, he hits the ball to the right side 78% of the time. Yeah. So we're going to put three fielders there. This is anti-intelligence because I, as a, you know, analytics staff can look at that and say, okay, this is where he's most likely to hit the ball. We're going to put fielders there. Yeah. Now you're not allowed to. Now Major League Baseball is saying, we know you have the information to tell you where the guy's going to hit it. You can't put a player there, which is beyond stupid to me. It is exactly. to me that is anti-sport. Like yeah. that is that is going against its strategy. The exact definition of what sport is. And that is we're trying to beat you at this game. We know where you're going to hit it. We're going to put a fielder there. But I will say, even with that whole nonsense, they can still kind of do a shift. And by that, you would put either the second baseman or the shortstop, like right in line with the second base. You can still play someone kind of up the middle, right? It's the main thing it's killing is the second baseman in short right field. Right. That cannot happen anymore. You can still swing your shortstop almost up the middle, Mm -hmm. and your second baseman can play wherever you want him to play. So you can still shift to an extent, but you can't have, you know, three infielders on one side, which we now see, right. They do it against righties too. Sometimes the second baseman will be mm-hmm. on the other side of second base against some righties, but you can't do that. If this goes through, you won't be able to do that next season and you won't be able to have your right fielder. The other interesting part though, is they're not banning the shift of outfielders. Outfielders can stand wherever the hell they want. Well, you also don't really see like, the left fielder playing like yeah, far do. left center though. Yeah, you do. How often though? All the time. Like to the point where there's a hundred feet of left field yeah. open. 
all, in Houston all the time. There's a uh, short maybe left I'm field. Just not paying attention. Yeah, all the time. They sh- I mean, you the Blue Jays will put four outfielders. They'll take an infielder, put them in the outfield. That won't be allowed, by the way, because you have to have so many on the infield. Right. I, but yeah, they get the the funniest thing is a lot of lefties will be the infield will be shifted for them to pull, and the outfield will be shifted for them to go the other way. Yeah. So the center fielder will be playing left center, and the right fielder's way off the line. I'm curious because uh, I'm I'm not sure if you mentioned it. It's not here on the rundown, but like not the infielders not being able to touch the grass for the it's outfield. Stupid. It's stupid. I'm curious what the leniency of that is like oh your uh, heels are on your the grass heels touched a blade of grass <laughs> and then the fact that they're letting the offensive team decide how they want to take that play that's that's right so if you violate the shift the pitch is still going to happen yep and if the ball is put in play the hitting team will get to decide if they want to accept the play or if they want it to be a ball right so what if, what if the ball doesn't go in play can, and it's a It's strike? an automatic ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, automatic ball. So if the pitcher throws a strike but the shortstop is not where he's supposed to be, automatic ball. But if the if it's if it's put in play, then the hitting team can decide, well, we just want the ball, send that guy back to the plate, or hey, he hit a double. Of course we're taking the double or something like that. So ridiculous. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Back to the press box summer edition. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Cassie Soto. Good morning, Cassie. How are you? Good, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Can you believe Ed ditched us to go talk to Josh McDaniels or something like that? That is so rude. Are you there right now? No, I'm at home. Okay, good, good. Yeah, don't yeah. don't go for these early morning press conferences. That's ridiculous. All right, I've got, <laughs> I've got a few important questions for you. The first one, um, can you tell me if this is a good present idea or... Or not. So my best friend, when uh, we were younger, like growing up, we would play football in his yard with a glow-in-the-dark football at night. Uh, Tomorrow is his birthday. He just had a son. This kid's like a month old. Should I buy him a glow-in-the-dark football and be like, hey, you can play with your son with this? Obviously, he can't catch it now. He's a month old. But, like, is that a good idea? Absolutely. Okay. Is it? I think so. Like, should I wait five years when his kid can actually catch a football, or should I just go ahead and do it now because I thought of it and I'll forget in five years? You'll probably forget in five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so I'm assuming it's yeah, it's his first birthday. It's the friend's birthday, right? Right, right. My friend, yeah, my friend yeah, is so like it's 32 his first or something. Birthday as a dad, so that's yes. like kind of cool. Okay. All right. I'm gonna or do just it get then. just get him a new one every year. <laughs> He's going to have 30 glow-in-the-dark yep, footballs? every year. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm going to do it then. Okay, second important question for you. If you were Mark Davis, where would you be on Sunday? At game one of the WNBA Finals or at the first game of the season for the Raiders? It's so funny. I was literally just writing my script for our Vegas Nation show saying, like, hey, Mark Davis is going to have his hands full. And so I'm hoping somebody will get that answer for me, where he's going to be. But I think he has to be at the finals game, right? I that's if I was Mark Davis, that's where I would be. I would be at the Aces game, like it's it your team is playing for a championship. That's where I would be. Yeah, I think he has to stay here. So we've been asking this all week and we forgot to ask our other two guests. We'll, we'll get to today. that. Hold on, hold all on, right. Danny. We'll all get right. to we'll your get dumb to question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Calm a great down. Question. Here. The other part about Mark Davis, game four of this finals, if it goes four, would be next Sunday and would tip off like 30 minutes before the Raiders' home opener against the Cardinals, but it would be in Connecticut. 
he has to be in Connecticut for that one too, right? <sighs> if they're up, I think that's one. like I think that's like Josh McDaniel saying, right, that his parents picked his brother's game to be at. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. So yep. his, Josh McDaniel says a brother was in the Texans, I think. Yeah. Anyways, and his his parents are going to the brothers game instead of Josh McDaniels' <laughs> first game as a head coach with the Raiders. And uh, I asked if they do like the split jersey kind of thing, and he he just laughed and said, "No, when when they when they come to Raiders games, they'll be in silver and black for sure." But anyways, um, I think at that point, Mark Davis is like, "Hey, like firstborn or secondborn? I think it'd be secondborn child, right?" For the aces, yes. like yes. you guys, Second I've given board. you the love. I've given you the love for the last three games. Like now, it's time for me to go love the first board. No, see, here's the thing, though. If it's game four, there's a really good chance the aces are up two to one, and if they win game four, they win the title. <sighs> like, and I, I, I believe if he is not there for the game, the aces win the WNBA title. He should be forced to sell the team. Okay, <laughs> all right, you're right, you're right. Like, you have to be there. If your team is going to win the title, you just have to, I could, if you're going to miss game one, I think it's the wrong choice, but I could see that. But if your team has a chance to win a championship, you have to be there. Otherwise, as, sell the, as team. the firstborn daughter of three <laughs> girls, I'm just selfishly like, no parents be a my thing. That's right. <laughs> so I think, yeah, my opinion is skewed here, who, but who, yeah, you're right. He should be at the finals. Who would your parents pick if you and your sisters had a, um, equally important events at the same time on the same day, where would they be? The baby, for sure. <laughs> so so now Mark Davis needs to own a third team, and that third team is going to get all the love because we're three. Okay. All right. Um, you were at Disneyland over the weekend? I sure was. All right. I was also in Anaheim over the weekend. I went to baseball games, though. Did you survive? <laughs> I We were... We were in, I don't know if uh, you've been to California Adventure, but yeah. there's like the Monsters, Inc. Um, ride kind of tucked away in the corner, no airflow, <laughs> no trees. And that's the ride my sister wanted to ride at like 2 p.m. Oh. And we're, oh man, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is where we die. This is where it happens. This is where we get heat stroke and die. I'm waiting in line for the monster being ride. So on Sunday, the baseball game we went to started at one o'clock and we are, our seats were in the shade uh, because I'm smart, but the ushers were walking around getting people sitting in the sun being like, Hey, would you like to move to some seats in the shade? Because they were worried people were just going to be passing out. Yeah. So then that brought up the conversation between uh, the fiance and I, like they have to have like a full on Disney, like hospital underground somewhere. Right. Because people are for sure going to be passing out from heat stroke. And surprisingly, we didn't see anybody, but Sunday was awful. And, and I mean, we're used to like 100, right, 110 degrees. Like, that's fine. We can do that. But it's any percentage of humidity that makes it horrible. Why, why were you, like, uh, babysitting for a weekend? Uh, well, she got the tickets. So we, had, we, she, we were her plus two, I guess. What do you mean? How old is she? What do you mean she got the tickets? <laughs> she, she, she did a really cool internship over the summer. Okay. I, and my 15 year old sister, she did a really cool internship and asked her like goodbye present. They were like, here's four tickets to Disneyland. Oh, that's pretty good. So, Wait, she didn't so use we, the fourth one? Huh, no, she gave it to my other sister, but she works in the, in the hospitality industry here in town. So she doesn't get weekends oh. off ever. So she's going like another time. Oh, oh by yeah, herself. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Disneyland would be better by myself than with people. Disneyland's better when it's free, also. Well, we know that, that's your that's your thought process on everything, <laughs> not just Disneyland here. All right. Um, Danny has uh, the question of the week for you. Question uh, go of the ahead, week. Danny. Don't don't phrase this in a way to lead her into no, the I'm answer. No, I'm not. I'm just going to give her an update on where we're at. Uh, right now, I believe me and Ed, our side is down like seven to three. Yep. And oh, so Tyler's on the other end with all of our guests so far this week. Except Jason Fitz. Jason Except Fitz. Fitz. Um, are is it you, about fiddle? No. Are you okay. pro or con parades? Like championship parade? No, any, just any parades. Parade. Do you like parades? Oh, I like the idea of a parade. <laughs> I was waiting for parades. So you don't like to attend parades? Not if I don't have to. <laughs> eight All to right. three. That's eight to three. What a blowout. <laughs> for I for wait, sure thought we would get Cassie. Parades? I know, right? I don't understand what's happened here, but we, like, three days ago. I don't even know why we talked about parades, but I, I was can't like, remember. I was like, parades suck, and Danny and Ed are just oh, like. Oh, we were talking about the Aces potentially oh, having yeah. a parade and whether or not you would go. Of course not, and Danny and Ed are just like, oh, parades are great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like championship parades are different. Like, and I'll reference it back to Disney. Like we were just in Disneyland, and I really, again, I enjoy the concept of like the the fireworks show, right? Kind of like the same thing. But waiting, people started waiting. The, the fireworks show was at 9.30. People were starting to sit down at 8 p.m. to reserve <laughs> their spot for 15 minutes worth of a show. And sure enough, I'm like, hey, guys, like, we should probably sit down. So at 8.30, there we were sitting down oh, next to screaming man. children, waiting for fireworks. And at, like, 9.20, I was ready to call it. And they just looked at me like, dude, you wanted this. Like, now you have to, you have to here and suffering this was your idea so yeah does disneyland do the parade through the park with the characters or is that just disney world no disneyland did it they do so they do the they just ended the like electric parade or whatever like two days before we got there because they switched over to halloween now but yeah no we've sat at the disneyland parades where you have to get there yeah like Two hours, you have to start sitting down to reserve your spot. Look at her preparing for parades. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. She hated so, every second of it, too. Jesus. I, yeah, I love it when it's happening, but I hate the process of parades. Well, that's actually more than most people say. Most people have come on here and been like, no, don't even, no, not even interested in the parade happening. Their reaction is no. Or eh. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah, what it's been. They're disgusted at the question. Yeah. Um, Danny, to try to convince me that parades were a good idea, has been telling me to go to the Boulder City Parade on 4th of July. Not because of the parade, but because afterwards you get to shoot other people with a water gun. There's a massive water fight. Can't you just do that anyways? That's my point. His argument for <laughs> pro parade was something that had nothing to do with the parade. Yeah, but it's a yeah, lot of fun like because it's, do that it's hundreds of people gathered in an area. When was the last time you saw a hundred plus people water fight? I don't know. Why would exactly. I want to do that? It's not that know, high like on my bucket grade list. Recess or something? Right. I'm not that interested in shooting people with water guns. Like it sounds somewhat fun, but not enough that I want to go plan it out. Uh-huh. Check it out next year. I'd rather just have a sister give me tickets to Disneyland or something That's like that. That's true. Man, my younger sister. Okay, wait. I had one question for you before I think you kick me off here, Sue. Yeah, yeah. What you um, got? 
Did we think last night for a split second that that was the greatest gender reveal of all time? I know oh, it wasn't the, a gender reveal, oh, but how incredible would that have been? Um, yes, that would have been very cool, other than the father, presumably, uh, having to go to jail. <laughs> it has to be like the godparent that does it, right? Man, that's bad. Did you guys see the, the pregame one of the Bills? Uh, some of their fans in the parking lot, obviously they jump onto tables. One of them had a giant balloon, probably, I, I don't even know, probably like three or four feet big, and he went to jump on it, and his wife, I'm guessing, stabbed the balloon and popped it before he could land on it, so he just jumped through a table and then landed on the ground. It was fantastic. Oh. Wait a minute. Was yeah. that that was the plan thing or she's like No, the gender reveal was for him to jump off the vehicle and land on the balloon and but break while it as he, it. Yeah, but while he was in air, she popped the balloon. So he just landed <laughs> on the edge of the table and then hit the ground. <laughs> that sounds like the wife really didn't want to have the baby with him. She's like, maybe I could get rid of this guy a little bit sooner than I planned. All right. She's Cassie oh, I Soto. Just it up. There it is. Go, go look it up, Tyler. Go look it up. It's I'll good. find it. I'll find it. Get out All of right. here. Cassie Soto from the Review Journal. Thanks, Cassie. See you, Cassie. Thanks. Bye, guys. All right. We've got to give away some Porta Subs. We have a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs. You will win that right now, and you'll be entered to win a new Yeti cooler thanks to Finley Volvo Cars. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Six-foot sub from Porta Subs. Qualified to win a new Yeti cooler. That's yours right now. 702-364-1100. Be caller number six at 702-364-1100. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Cofield and Company is out at Treasure Island today, Golden Circle Sports Book. So go find Cofield and Company this afternoon. They'll be doing the show live from there. A um, couple of tweets. First off, Major League Baseball has officially implemented uh, the pitch clock in the ban on shifts starting next season. So next year, it'll be a it's a 30-second pitch clock between hitters. 20-second pitch clock between pitches when nobody is on base. 15-second pitch clock between pitches when somebody is on base. And the shift is going to require two infielders, not the pitcher or catcher, two infielders on either side of second base, and they must have both feet inside the outer grass of the infield. Um, Garner on Twitter asked me, are you also against certain defenses in the NBA being considered illegal, like defensive three seconds? Yes. Defensive three seconds should never be a technical foul. If I want to stand Rudy Gobert at the rim, I should be allowed to do it. And I also think now's version of basketball is the perfect time to take that away. Because if I, as a defense, decided Rudy Gobert is standing at the rim, yeah, I'm not going to get many layups, but I'm just going to put five guys that can shoot a three on the floor, and I'm going to get an open three because you have Rudy Gobert anchored in the paint. And I'm with you there. Because that affects the defense more than the offense. But those are kind of two different things. Because in baseball, they're changing the way the defense plays to help the offense. Taking away that rule would just well, both, make... Well, both help the offense. Right. The whole point of defense of three seconds is so you can't put Rudy Gobert in the paint and I can get a layup. Right. But what sort of... Because going back to my point in baseball was getting rid of the shift kind of takes away a quote-unquote... Um, weakness that a hitter might have where he has a tendency to pull to one side. 
putting Gobert in the paint isn't going to get rid of a quote-unquote weakness of an offense unless their game is just to drive and right. get well, layups. If somebody can't shoot threes, that that's going to hurt them quite a bit, but that's fine. Yeah, Learn how to shoot a three. Um, so, yes, I am against telling defenses where they can and cannot play, right? Like, if it's just, hey, we want to improve offense so you can't stand here. Right. That's stupid to me. And in basketball, yeah, I, defensive three seconds, I, I think it's a stupid rule. Yeah, do what you um, want. College I, doesn't do it. The The actual stupidest one is, what was it in the 90s? I can't remember when they got rid of it, but in the 90s, when it, the being in the help side position was illegal, when you either had to be guarding your man or double teaming oh, the guy yeah, with the ball. You couldn't be a certain amount yeah, of feet away. You couldn't be in a help side. That's unbelievably stupid. That's just dumb. So, yes, I, I don't like any idea where you're going to tell a defense where they can't stand. Like, I'm fine with rules. Like, take the NFL, for example, where they make it harder for cornerbacks because of pass interference or whatever. I'm I'm okay with that, right? Because that's not telling him, hey, you can't stand somewhere. That's saying, hey, you can't touch, you can't be as physical with the guy. Same with like hand checking rules in the NBA. That's just refereeing a certain level of physicality, mm-hmm. right? But telling people where they can and can't stand. Like imagine the NFL if you said you can't have two deep safeties. Yeah. We need to see more balls down the field. So there has to there can only be one player ten yards beyond the line of scrimmage right. defensively. Or like I was telling you, my friend texted me right after we had talked about it. That's like telling the NFL defense they're not allowed to blitz the quarterback. Yeah. There's too many sacks. We gotta get although Sacks are are fun, so (laughs) I don't think they'd ever take sack. I guess quarterbacks were getting hurt a lot. They might be like, all right. I I will say this. If we got to a point where quarterbacks were just dropping left and right because of sack totals, then it might be, all right, we might need to curb back on the blitzing so our quarterbacks survive the season. But as of just telling them, hey, you can't do that, yeah, that'd be dumb to me. So, yes, I don't like telling in any sport what a defender can and cannot do. I'm trying to think of, like, I guess in soccer – the goalie can and cannot touch the ball with his hands in certain places on the field. I think I'm okay with that. That's fine. Because otherwise yeah, he could run to midfield and throw the ball, yeah. which would be actually that would be hilarious. So maybe I do want to see that. If the goalie can run, uh, if the goalie runs out of his box with the ball in his hands, you can tackle him like it's football. That's the counter. I'd be down. Let the goalie run Bring with the in ball. Some rugby rules. Right. And you can tackle him like it's football. And if he's down, it's a free kick for the other team or something. I don't know. that. But if the goalie can get all the way up the field, he can throw the ball straight into the net. Let's do it. Yeah, he, he can throw. I, I would be down for that. That would actually be entertaining. All right. So coming down to the end of the show, one college game, one pro game. What are you looking forward to watching this weekend? Well, the Raiders and Chargers. Obviously. Okay, besides them, because they're local. Besides them? Yep. Uh, I guess Cowboys Bucks. All right. Are the Cowboys actually any good? Uh, or are they losing? According to Dak Prescott, he said in a press conference today that he promises everyone that he's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to UNLV competing with Cal. Other than that, Alabama beating Texas by 53 points. That'll be funny. No horns down.